too often <laughs> that's true i think that's you do a lot i think you yell more than you think you do no my voice is pretty even. at the beginning of this he was like hey can you guys hear the furnace <laughs> no no but we can hear you yeah we can definitely hear you Corey. so that's everybody cool. welcome to the tango one podcast i'm your host sony smith as usual uh bringing people from my network to help you to do more and be more by taking uh, action on your weaknesses and today's guest you've already heard all of their voices if you didn't recognize them we got level 10 Corey v always on the podcast we got the mrs smith my wife danny back and new to the podcast but not new to the garage gym she's celebrating just over a year with us now is jacqueline so we got the three people that handle all of our nutrition and our fuel we want to talk just about that today not just about that but a large amount about that and uh, listen, what you guys have to say. We got Christmas holiday eating coming up. We've got a Christmas party to talk about. We got the uh, announcement of our six week transformation winners. We want to talk about what what we did differently and how we did that. And then uh, introduce some real, real super exciting news that these three have for you guys at the end of this show. So welcome to the show. I hope everybody popped their focus, especially you there, level ten, your uh, HQ yeah. focus. So HQ.com. Use code Tango fifteen or stop in the garage and buy anything you need. All right, let's roll. Corey, welcome. Welcome. It's been welcome. a, it's been a yeah, minute. Yeah. It's been a it's minute. Hot. All right, guys, let's talk about it. So what do we got? I'm just going to get you guys warmed up a little bit. Corey, favorite holiday movie? Oh, yeah. Great. This is for no doubt. Home Alone, baby. Home Alone. All day. That is no. it. Can't argue that. Can't argue that. Danny, number one cheat meal for the holidays you're gonna have that one you always say what is it make it a fuck yeah or hell yes what's your what's your saying about fuel um well like a 10 out of 10 you mean yeah like, like a an 10 item? out of 10 yeah what's your 10 out of 10 item mm, probably i don't know like a dessert like a cheesecake maybe or brownies or something some kind of some kind of homemade dessert i guess something chocolate mm. I love that you're sitting in my office with like my sleeping bag and stuff all behind you. Nice. Well, maybe you should clean it up a little bit. <laughs> all right. And Jacqueline, let's uh for you though, we want to kind of introduce you a little bit. Kind of what's your background? How long you've been here? You know, where's what's your I know you're studying some of this stuff currently. What do you got going on? Uh okay. So like you said, I've been here for a little over a year, have a background in um training and I teach yoga, been doing that all for about eight years. 
Um, I'm in school now to be a nutritionist, so that'll be done in the spring. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, uh, I get to learn a lot from Danny and Corey and contribute the knowledge I have, learn from them and uh, work as a team. So we got. Awesome. And you know, I'm, I'm sitting, go ahead. I'm sitting here trying to think of like my favorite Christmas movie and my favorite dessert. And then you spring that you're like, tell us everything about yourself. I'm like, <laughs> got to keep you on your toes. Got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Elf and pizza though. You brought Elf pizza dough to Christmas dough. last year. I made some for tonight's party. Oof. Oh, oh, Kingsville. You're having all the people at Kingsville first, right? Yeah, we're doing, we have uh, pizza and cookies. Great for a fuel podcast. <laughs> so this won't be released till Monday, but today as we shoot this, or we're only a few hours away from our, you know, Christmas members appreciation party, which we hold every year. Uh, last time, last year, I did not see the bell strike midnight. My goal this year is to make it to midnight. Um, Jacqueline, it was your first party last year. And man, the rookies at the garage, you always have to, uh, it's a little tradition here where you have to do some kind of song and dance and you and Joe hit it out of the park. That was a good one. It was a good one. So someone asked me today, they were like, was that you in the picture with the mustache? I was like, hell yeah, that was me. And what was it? You guys remember? Cora? We did, yeah, we did dick in a box. <laughs> Pop can in a box. Man, that was a good one though. I'll be honest, like that was probably that was really what did you one. do, Corey? Uh, what did I do? Oh, I did a dance with Dana. We did a, there was a bunch of us we got to do it. I jumped on early on that one there was like maybe six of us dana choreographed the dance and we uh i don't know spun around in a couple circles and you know did the splits and uh got an applause <laughs> at least you had dana to coach you through it dana's got the moves man she's i know she's coach. great yeah yeah we had some sound problems in that one though i'd say like i'd rank you know jack you and joe dick in a box would be my number one what do you think danny Ooh. like those performances they are all special to me uh because they all are so unique uh we had a couple of of men shaking themselves on stage with no shirts on and that's all they did there's no i don't even remember if there's a christmas theme to that one that was uh casey and uh john and then um that was a good one and then colton taylor had a, one of the for sure the best ones. Uh, that's legendary that was, that's legendary yeah but that wasn't in person, but it worked because it was, it had, it couldn't be in person. So that was a great one with uh, <laughs> him doing a duet with himself. So mm. I don't know. I love them all. Dick in a box is uh, always my fave. Dick good. in a box no. is a classic, not us, but just dick in a box. In <laughs> no pun intended. Hey ladies, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, it <laughs> is. You know, I think Austin's going to surprise <laughs> us guys. I think, you Austin, think so. Oh yeah. That guy's going to um, come through. If anyone's just gonna go dance around with their shirt off, it's gonna be Austin. Uh, make that's it what he should do. He sh I that's, know. that is if he does anything but that, he's an idiot. No, you're when strength, you're blessed son. with know a your twenty-one year old body like that, like just walk around naked all the time. Yep. <laughs> well, no, I HR like, HR is like on vacation. HR is on vacation, steps away. HR is on vacation. Not that it really matters because she was actually out before I was last year. I was picking her up off the floor Ooh, yeah. to get her out of there. But yeah, so <laughs> and tonight we're announcing our six week transformation winners. So let's talk about that. We can even say the winners names because they're already going to know. But this year, you guys did things a little bit differently. Maybe, Danny, you can kind of lead us into how we did this. Our, our September, just a little background for people listening and maybe new to the gym or new to the challenge. The September ish, the fall, we'll call it shred that we always call it 
is always done a little bit differently. It's more individual based than it is a team based that we're still working in a group, but it's a team based. Whereas the six week transformation coming up in just over a month will be is what we always call our big one. It's the team one. It's, it's very involved. It's a lot of, uh, you know, teamwork and points based off that, but this one's a very individual based one. So we just finished that one right now. And Danny, if you could just kind of tell us what you did differently this time, because it seemed to really work. Um, we try to always evolve in our challenges. Uh, some people hate that. Some people are like, wait, you changed some details of the challenge. Uh, and they're, they, it ha they have a hard time getting themselves out of the, the, the box of thinking. Cause a lot of our members do this challenge over and over and over again. For one, they like participating. Uh, I don't think it's always necessarily for, uh, the, let's say the true meaning of the challenge, but, um, so this time we changed it a little bit in the sense of we, so Jacqueline, Corey and I came up with a cup system. So it's very uh, reminiscent of a company that does like Tupperwares where depending on, I think your initial, I don't know how they do it, but I believe it's around the same thing. We did it based off of your current, like let's say starting size. So everyone uh, has a scan and they know you know, their weight to start. And then you are, you were given or tasked out uh, some proteins, some carbs and some fat. And it was left very loose. It was basically like a measuring cup for protein, a measuring cup for carbs, a tablespoon for healthy fats. And we give everyone all kinds of different ideas for all of those items. And each person, so let's say Jacqueline, would get her own set of numbers. So she would get for the day, she would have to eat four cups of protein, three cups of carbs, and three tablespoons of fat. And that was essentially, she could break it up however she wanted to, whatever kind of suited her lifestyle. And then we had two groups. So that was the, the essential part of both teams. Both groups were getting the same type or style of measuring, uh, but the performance group would get more food because they were trying to kind of uh, get beyond what they've been getting through the gym and through their nutrition and, um, and build more muscle and create a, some change in their body. And then the foundation uh, group are people who are potentially beginners or people who like to have a reset. Maybe they, maybe they did a challenge a long time ago and maybe now they want to kind of get back into it because they've come so far off of the, the um, habits that they had done previous. So we had two groups and their numbers reflected those, uh, let's say, ideals of those groups. Right. I thought that was great. That, and for us, just as, a, as an organization, like we've always said that we wanted the six-week transformation. Transforming doesn't mean going back. Transform is completely evolving, Right. And we didn't, we wanted this to be a lifestyle challenge, not a weight loss challenge. At the start, it was, you know, but our members were new to this. So we were seeing massive results in weight loss because people had not done macros. So the evolution of this and building up has been very important. And this was the first time we ran two different tracks, one for foundation for which we would say like beginner or reset, and then one for performance. And how many people signed up for performance was what was, I mean, to me, like a huge, huge win for us. I was very proud of that. I think it's a big step in what we've been building for the last is to like today really we're celebrating our seven year anniversary of the garage gym so that was a big step and like you said we've we're at the point where people have done this challenge and they're not coming back because they need it again they're coming back because they want it again which is i think important to me and Corey, i know you know we've all heard your weight loss story and i you you know you're kind of like 
a great example of one person who was in foundation for a long time, who's now in a performance space. So maybe you can kind of, you know, click in there. So how would somebody know if they should focus on performance or, or foundation or, you know, focusing on performance never hurts though. Let's say that, right. No. What do you think? No, I think the, the performance side of things. Uh, so if you want to put it where foundation is, you have, you have a good knowledge base around foods, you're eating a consistent amount per day. Um, you're training in the gym, you're getting there often, you got a good, um, you got a good foundation already, right? And that's where it's like, well, let's bump up the performance, let's take it to that little bit extra, extra level and bump up some calorie intake or some macros where we can now rev up that metabolism, start eating more food, start putting on or keeping or maintaining more muscle, which then intense in enhance that will help us get stronger and then burn some more body fat. So it's, it's more or less, you would love to get on the performance route. If you've been pretty consistent for over a year or two, um, eating, you kind of, kind of want to bump it up. So yeah. And with the training style that we had in the gym for performance, it was a lot different, more strength-based, more muscle base, but even going back to foundation, everybody did gain muscle there because we were still training the same. It's just, you know, that little surplus of calories, that little extra boost in some uh, strength will cause that, you know, increase the metabolism, which will then just increase some muscle and hypertrophy. And right. It's something you said important there is like the people in foundation are still focusing on performance. Those are just two labels we gave them. So if you're somebody new to fitness, you should still, in my opinion, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but we still need to focus on performance. If you focus on performance, those other tangible results will come with it, weight loss or, or muscle gain, whatever it is. It's just when we're talking about foundation performance, in this instance, we are talking about um, a little bit more advanced, like for, you know, the, the effort or the RPE, the exertion really should be the same. It's just when I'm a beginner, I just don't go as far or as fast. Right. And that's kind of a little bit of a difference. As you evolve, you just keep going a little bit further or faster, or you know, lifting a little bit more, I should say. Right. And that's where the difference was in those two labels. So everybody understands you're a beginner or not. Just really just focus. Like, even if you're a beginner in terms of like, I'm going for a one kilometer walk today, tomorrow I'll do that one kilometer walk five seconds faster or do 1.2 kilometers. If you can measure that way, good results will come with it with good nutrition. So, Jacqueline, like one of my favorite moments with you when you first got hired your first six week transformation, we send you kind of the outline. And this is what I actually knew you were a fit is one, you were brave enough to stand up. And two, you totally believed in what we believed in. Maybe we just didn't word it right to you. We sent her the six week transformation copy and she thought this was a fat loss contest. And she was so fired up. She sends us all this like five minute selfie video. So why she doesn't think it's right. We're doing this. And then Danny's response is, Jacqueline, just read it a little bit closer. I think we're doing exactly what you said. <laughs> I was so fired up and I never get fired up. Yeah, and right. Like, and it's okay. Do I really honestly? Yes. No, I was because it was like, I have been following you and Danny for a couple of years. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to be a member here because a, I loved everything Danny was saying about like lifestyle nutrition. I liked all like Tony's like mental toughness stuff. And then I was like, what, why is this just weight loss? Blah, blah, blah. And then everyone was like, hold on like just just figure this out because all I kept hearing was like shred 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 and I was like we can't we can't just promote shred and it was like whoa take take it take a step back figure it out 
And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so you've been the one accumulating all the numbers. You're the spreadsheet girl. You've been like, this, you really took the lead on this and you did a great job in my opinion. Um, what, what are you seeing with the numbers? Like maybe start with one of the tracks and let's talk about maybe what you've seen different from, this is your second or third one here? This, yeah. Uh, so transformations? Yeah, this is, this one's funny. I haven't even told you guys about this yet. But so we were just talking about performance and how, you know, Danny adjusted some of their numbers so that they were eating more to accommodate more of the effort that they were putting in their pull-up program part of the workout. So in our top 10 who, who succeeded, everyone succeeded, but in our top 10 of finishers, there was eight people from performance and two from foundation. So I'm not, not discrediting anyone from foundation. They all did a really good job. And I think for them, it was about hammering in habits um, where they didn't have these habits in the first place where performance, okay, they already had a baseline of their habits. They just needed to dial that in and then work on, you know, building their strength. So to me, the performance group just like, it was insane how their results and the transformations came, came out. It was, it was really, really cool. Well, essentially we gave the performance people, you guys gave them you guys, you guys gave them a little bit more food, right? And we gave them, me and Corey, uh, taking most of the training side of this was my job. We gave them, they were doing the same workouts. Most people were doing the same workouts, except for a one day a week. The foundation <laughs> people were doing a steady state cardio. Cause if you're new, you need to raise your conditioning a little bit so that you can handle more resistance training so that you can recover faster, which recovery obviously is where you you're burning and building. And for us, we just kept giving the performance people just because like you said, they had that roots. They understood this. They've been working out a long time. That working out has raised their condition to the point where they could handle a little bit more work. So we were giving them two a days, uh, three times a day, a week, which I think was like a big factor into their results. So, you know, we're not comparing apples to oranges, but like it is for us, I think like what you're saying is proof that even somebody who's been here, like, and we're going to talk about a few of the winners. One has been doing fuel for, forever and has been in every challenge and constantly does great and it's not like she gains 20 pounds in between challenges she stays fit and gets fitter and she's arguably getting better results four or five years later which is wild to me danny if you want to talk about that maybe a little bit because i know that's a client that's pretty special to you nat yes um well this just goes to show that the more you maintain your muscle the more you build muscle it, it's it's going to help you along the way. So it's going to help you burn fat. It's going to help you obviously in the gym. It's going to help you with your health. Um, so if you're someone who's going to, who's going to stick with it. And, and I think a lot of those performance people, I think most of my fuel clients joined the performance side. So they had been doing fuel for anywhere between a couple months to a couple years. So they had obviously that foundation. Um, but then it just goes to show, because I always have people on high protein um, diets, regardless of the way that they eat. Um, it just goes to show that like, that if you stick with that, that's going to just lead to almost like an enhanced uh, result. I feel like if, if you don't have the foundation, or if you don't have like, I think Corey or Jacqueline were talking about those habits that are built in, um, it's just it, it takes time. And so it, sh it just shows people that like, listen, like these people have been working for so long and so hard and been consistent. Like, so one person, Nat, she, she has been, she's a consistent client. However, she still goes on date nights every single week. 
she still likes to have a glass of wine. She still likes to have a, like a burger for a meal or, or whatever. So like, I don't, I hope people take that into consideration when they see her abs in the gym is that she's not someone who is eating plain chicken breast and rice and broccoli every single day and eating, eating like a bro. She is eating like a mother of twins and a wife and someone who comes to the gym because she likes the social part of it too. Um, you can have it all. It, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And, and Natalie is, is beyond proof of that. Yeah. And she has a stressful job. She has every excuse that everybody comes in here with every excuse that you listening to right now are throwing through your head. She has them. She just, <clears throat> you choose to ignore them. You choose to work around them. You choose to, they're not excuses. They're, they're true life reasons, but you need to take care of yourself first. And then if we swing that back to the foundations, people we're talking about Nat there with her, her performance. Well, if we just turned on the fire hose, Corey, there you go. Put the fire yeah. thing in there, right? If you just turned on the fire hose, on somebody who's who's just started, they're trying to learn how to make their food, food prep, they've never been to the gym, and we're going to ask them to come five days a week three, and do three extra workouts on their own, that we're just going to lose that person. So it's very important that, you know, you don't, you don't, you, uh, people look at the goal, they look at Nat, that's where they want to be, but they ignore the five years of steady, steady work, which has got her there, right? Now, yeah, like Tony, and as you're saying, the five years there, and it's so funny how, I kind of looked at this and you look at the people who won, you look at performance, you look at foundation, but some, in a way, it always seems myself included is you're always teetering between the two. So you're always building a foundation. Then you're working on the performance side of things. So like, if you look at a house, you have to build a solid foundation and then build the house on top. It's the base, right? So you're always building some sort of foundation. It could be some new adventure in your life could be anything yes fitness related nutrition but you build the foundation you work out the kinks you get it strong and then you start working from there so like i think that you're always bouncing between performance and foundation because you have to build a foundation and go 100 i think that like every time we've gone to you know we've tried to up ourselves here you know from jim jones to west side barbell to the muscle doc you know it's like there's a long six month period really in this team you know, as me trying to get it to you guys and you guys trying to get it to the, to the members of work we're trying to put in before we can really focus on elevating what we just learned. And I think like, and even in our business now expanding to the three businesses, we just had our, our end of year last week, what you guys participated in. Um, we have noticed that all of a sudden the foundation of our business is not supporting the peak and we need to expand that foundation a little bit. So I think everything in life that applies to Jacqueline, you and I have a great story. We won't mention the client's name because it is a, a body image thing. And I know that's important with you and Danny and, and Corey. Uh, body image, and, and in particular with women, um, there was a woman who was struggling, feeling like she was getting uh, bulky or, or lifting too much weights or eating too much food. And then you posted mm -hmm. just a simple video of her back on Instagram. Yep. And, and I remember walking in the next day and she's like, I didn't know how great I looked until I saw that. I wish like we need to put more people's videos on Instagram or something, right? Like, I don't it's, know. It's always the back. Nobody can see how jacked their back looks. So from time to time, I'll take a video and I'll be like, look, like, look at yourself. Look at your back. Nobody gets to see that. Yeah. And like, I think she was doing like six or seven pull-ups. And I was like, she was complaining for a while. I already told her this. I was, I told her that I was like, I had a very heated discussion about you because you don't see how far you've come. Um, but it was, it was like, she thought she was struggling with her numbers, paid more attention to her, to her, uh, weight. And then I'm watching her for like a week in the gym. And I was like, 
okay, so now she's not bench pressing with 15 pound dumbbells. She's bench pressing with 35 pound dumbbells. Um, oh, now she's not doing a jumping pull-up. She's doing five strict pull-ups, like little things that people don't see. Like, and she's petite. This is a very petite woman that, that put on some muscle. So those are always really fun results to watch. I think so too. And I'll get you the ones that go. I think like with her and with a lot of women in particular, like we were hearing all oh, the sleeves are getting a little tight. Well, I'm like, yeah, cause you had no, you had no muscle in your arms. We have to, we have to build on that capacity and like, you want to get the booty work in, but if you can't hold the weight, cause your upper body's a weakness, we need to improve the upper body as well. And it was just nice to see people see that. And, I, and for me in the six week transformations, you guys, you guys spend a lot more time with the members than I do. I I'm my job is to go around, kiss babies, shake hands, see as many people as I can, but I don't spend a significant amount of time with them. So I go four weeks sometimes without seeing a particular client. And when I walk in, I can see four weeks of results. They're staring at themselves in that mirror and getting on that scale, even though we tell them not to, we know they are. They're staring at themselves in that mirror. They're not seeing the date. They're seeing like, you know, you can't see a result from yesterday to today because it's so minute, but a four weeks you can. And I, I think that's where we as trainers need to really accentuate that like man last time i saw you you look so different and like a look on somebody's face and that's fire man that's fueling the fire it's not like you look skinny it's like you look great oh my god look at your arms look amazing your your legs whatever it might be that's awesome so go ahead Corey, cut you off there no no and it, as i'm thinking about this and i think that it shows how good of a job we do at on nutrition and fuel and in the gym where we're not so tied up with the image and what we see in the mirror. And like, we see the members, they're focusing more on their strength. They're seeing their numbers go up. They're seeing their movement, like they feel better. Like we really do a, a good job doing that. And it shows because like example like that, Jack, I'm like, yeah, she's not really looking in the mirror and looking at her back. Well, that's, I think a good thing in a way, because it shows that if you're just focused on the vanities in the mirror, sometimes it gets a little hard. So I'm glad to hear it in that way of things because it's it's knows that we're doing a good job at the gym. I think it's important too to have, uh, you know, Danny and Jacqueline and, and so many other strong females that either work for us or have a leadership role here. Like we like to say, you know, uh, I know that Amy will listen to this and, and Jen McKinnon and like, you know, and, and now we have this like track of women who are, uh, posting on Instagram and tagging each other for how many pull-ups they can do. And those are two of the leaders at that, that are just setting the tone for like, Hey, this place, it's cool for you to be a jacked woman. Like it, it's actually, it's the norm. We want that to be the norm here. And I think having you guys reinforcing that and, and including like our members don't work for us, but man, in so many ways they do, they just don't know that they are. And they're paying us to be here, I guess, but they're doing a lot of the legwork. So Danny, when some of the, uh, sorry, I just want to cut in there yeah, when you're talking about that. There's a few new members who came from another gym <clears throat> recently, and uh, they're women, uh, three women. And the the most exciting thing I think I've heard in a while is that they were talking to me about how they went to the Amherstburg gym in particular, and they said, you have like such strong, badass women that are in that gym. And I, I totally agree. And mm -hmm. I, and we have worked so hard to get that like kind of like the group of women that just keeps growing and growing um, to be badass and to be strong. Like it wasn't that they were coming in thinking like, oh my, cause we used to have people coming in thinking we were intimidating because there was a, there's a lot of fit people in our gym, but now it's almost like the, the playing field is leveling out a little bit in the sense that like, 
a lot of people are strong and a lot yeah. of people are jacked in their way in their way like in their I- individual bodies not compared with like each other just like they are becoming they're getting that foundation now that they've been around for a while and now they're getting even you know stronger and healthier and they look great yeah no i agree 100 percent. and like you like it's funny what you say it actually like trish McAllister was in here this morning killing it she's been with us all, i think almost the whole seven years and whatever team we used to put trish on for the garage of games would win because she was just so much stronger but now there's like so many trish McAllisters, and they're like danny said in their own way right that are just performing and now it's like so much more in terms of like we're not a we're not crossfit gym we're not huge into competing with each other but we do love when we put people on teams and there's gonna we always say there's gonna be one of you on every team so never worry about joining whether you're you know you consider yourself from one to ten in the fitness level you are one there'll be a one on the other team if you think you're four there'll be a four but i think that's awesome we've really raised the level there and so like let's go on that a little bit is with people now i don't want people to get the wrong idea that you need nutrition. You like, it doesn't matter what gym, it's not just us that, you know, we've seen incredible results by adding nutrition into our fitness. Like that's why fuels become so popular. So Danny, maybe speak to that just a little bit. Why the importance of like, it doesn't matter what gym you join, you still need to eat right. All of us have a recipe. Like I think ours is the best recipe for gym wise, but everybody has a recipe and, and it, but it's nothing. It's, it's not nothing. It's very little without the nutrition side of it. Um, <clears throat> nutrition is important for all things. Uh, I, I think that it, that's kind of, we're, we're being a broken record with a lot of these things, which uh, needs to happen. And sometimes I do think that I'll say something that I say so many times every single day. And a client who I've had for a really long time said to me like, oh, why, why did you say that? And I'm like, what? I feel like I say this like all the time. Clearly, I don't say it enough. So I have to remind myself that that a lot of people come into no matter what gym or or um, fitness kind of scenario that they're in, they come in with really, really bad messaging. So a lot of diet culture, a lot of, um, you know, like we talked about the scale, the scale is not a bad thing. It's your emotions that are attached to the scale. I don't care if you weigh yourself every day, but I do care if that causes a, a triggers an emotional reaction from you that is unwarranted. Um, so that being said, uh, our nutrition within our gym speaks to not necessarily the shred, Jacqueline, right? Not necessarily to uh, only bro science. It It encompasses everything. There's a large spectrum when it comes to fuel which is the name of the the nutrition program that we run and these things are all basically dumbed down or foundationally for longevity for teaching your family and friends how to eat eat properly whether whether they work out or not so i think that is by far the number one thing we try to get through to everyone in all of our gym settings and also people who we have clients who are not not in our gym or maybe work out somewhere else is uh is just like lifestyle and and habits and and all of those things it's not it's not about weight loss per se it's not not about um you know getting bulky or anything like that it's it's really just to live a really great long life yeah no agreed 100 percent so like with the necessity of fuel, why we filled the gap with the fuel program and the six week transformations is like six weeks. We all agree. Six weeks is not 
very long. Six weeks. Why we go six weeks? Uh, it's a number where people can stay attentive. It's just like a science number that's been studies have proven, whatever that is. A six weeks is a really good number. Ideally, we are going for life, right? And having that accountability, having somebody to make those minor switches, like Corey said, taking somebody from their foundation. So even if you started with me today, I was a new field client to any one of you guys, you're starting with my foundation because it's an individual program and you are going to work on, you know, increasing me to whatever your view or my, my goal of performance is, right? So we're starting with the individual and we're working up. The six-week transformation is a group program. It's not as individual as the six, as the fuel program. So that's why if you want to clarify just a little bit there, but uh, you know, uh, let's maybe Jacqueline, like what would be the top stat? So I love these numbers and you threw a couple out at the meeting the other day. I don't know if you have any handy. What were the kind of most impressive stats you saw? Yeah, I have them right up here. Sweet. Okay, so I'll say our first place winner and now that we're going to announce it today um, is Joe Accardo from Kingsville. <laughs> this guy like, devoted and whether it's to his workouts or to his meals so he lost 17 pounds he wait wait wait. 20- wait 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 Jacqueline did Joe Accardo not start in the foundation uh. <laughs> program because oh, he did oh. not feel like he was it was appropriate for him to go into the performance oh we gotta ask him about that oh so backstory yeah so this Joe Accardo joined foundation and I think it was our team meeting that all of us were like what the hell is Joe Accardo not being in why is he not in performance like and we just I think I saw him at the gym Joe saw him and we just got on his case and he's like I know I was thinking about it and this is a guy who doesn't believe in himself and this isn't we talk about this with him and he knows that and I think we all pushed him to go to performance and surprise Joe look at you and even today I, I worked out in Kingsville with Joe and um some of the members were kind of trying to get out of the bear crawls and I was like hey for this last round like we're going all out we're adding burpees every round blah 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 and it was Joe like it was Joe that was like yep I'm doing it with you like no questions asked just let's just do it um so yeah so Joe lost 17 pounds 20 he lost 29 inches he gained 3.2 percent muscle and lost 3.4 percent fat this is incredible. So he gains, he loses 17 pounds, but gains 3% muscle. So like, you got to figure yeah. that that's actually like the, the weight loss, the fat loss is a lot higher than it appears on this piece of paper, right? Because he did put on muscle, which is just, I mean, outstanding. And for a guy, Joe's not as old as me, but he's like in the range of Corey, like putting on muscle now in your thirties, so that when you get to be 44, 45, like me is very important because like I am having for me to make gains and and putting on muscle naturally, not like the liver king, for me to make gains, it's much more difficult, right? So like to to focus and not say like, hey, I'm in pretty good shape right now. Like, you know, Jacqueline, your husband, Dean, great time. He's putting on all kinds of muscle right now. It's a great time to do it because it's going to get really hard very soon is what Mm -hmm. that I did not assume. Like, you know, when I was their age, Corey's age, Dean's age, I never thought that at 40, I'd be feeling that slowdown, but I am feeling it. And it's so the important that I have what I had from before. So I, I wish I would have put a little bit more focus on fuel 10, 15 years ago. So that's a good point. I, I love that stuff. And I love hearing those stories. And uh, to, to circle back with what Danny said about the uh, the women and the strong women and setting the tone is uh, I hope people listening understand that these strong, these are not like the housewives of whatever, you know, these are, these are women that are either are working or, or managing children that are in hockey. They're coming like the vast majority. You said Kingsville, which makes me think of that because uh, that other observation was in the Amherstburg. 
you go to Gainesville at 5 a.m., Amherstburg 5 a.m., 6 a.m., that's when the bulk of our women are here because yeah. that's when they have to come because that's the only time. They're not doing it at easy times. They're doing it at the hardest time to work out, in my opinion, 5 a.m. or the late classes at 7.30. Those are the two hardest windows for me. And you these know, are four, they're there four yeah. to set, four to six days a week. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. Yeah. I do want to, you were talking about numbers. I want to yeah, talk about this one. Yes. It's because here. we just, we talked about Joe's. We talked about, you know, big numbers. We talked earlier about, um, you know, paying attention to all the other good things about your shred. Like, how are you feeling? How are your clothes fit? Do you feel strong? So there's a member who is brand new. Um, she lost no weight. So on the, in pounds, zero, but she lost 11 inches. She gained 2.4% muscle and lost 2.4% fat. So even though her scale didn't reflect weight loss, her body composition was changing. And this is a woman who is a little bit bigger. So her, it, for a while, her composition is going to, it's going to have to balance out over time. But even though she stepped on the scale and saw zero, there was really good changes that happened for her. And thank God we have that skin. Like, honestly, yeah. the Saiku scan, we go to Ben Graham. If you guys ever, you know, we can get you in there whenever you want, if you're curious. But, um, like, thank God we have those scans because Danny and I, and Corey, you were around for those. You were part time then, but you were a big help. But Danny and I, it was like torture when we get those, uh, we get the people and they'd get on the same. And you're like, you look totally different. I know you look totally different. But now they, they have tangible numbers, which is like, you know, one, it makes it look like the value of our program which, that it truly is, but it also like just helps us with like talking people off the ledge. Remember those first few days where we were like, oh my God, please, somebody get, please show result here. Yes. I think that goes to show that like, um, you can't just rely on one piece of data, no matter, no matter what type of, of scenario you're talking about, whether it's weight loss, whether it's, uh, you know, um, I don't know, some, something to do with being a scientist. <laughs> um, you can't, you can't just look at one side of the, of the coin. It, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't show all the pieces of the puzzle. And if you're not including, you know, um, inches, if you're not including, uh, your muscle and your fat, you, you will get discouraged. And that's for sure. One of the number one things that gets people to be discouraged and then they they don't get that consistent foundation that they need so if the scale doesn't move and let's say let's say you have been trying really hard for six weeks um you know in in some capacity let's say you're not part of this this challenge whatsoever let's say you've been trying really hard and paying a lot of attention to all the things for six weeks and your scale because that's the only thing you have access to does not change like I think we can all agree that we would probably all have some sense of let's say disappointment however that's be that's part of the reason why we use our app through trainer eyes is because you can do progress photos which is something that's super important as well which which is something we do with this program too um that's why we have um uh, like Tony said, when he goes into the gym or when I go into the gym, like making little comments and, and making sure people know that we're noticing them, that their, their changes are noticeable just to the naked eye. Um, those things are important. It's not just that one piece of data that just seems to get everyone discouraged. Yeah. I, go ahead, Cor. 
I think on that, Danny, talking about discouraged, I keep thinking about this and I heard this quote before and it's so true. It's we underestimate. Oh no. So we over, we overestimate what we can do in a month, but underestimate what we can do in a year or six months. So it's, it's like we overestimate it. And then, then we don't get what we think we're get, we're supposed to have with a shorter period of time. Well, we totally disregard what we can do if we stay consistent for a longer period of time. And I think that that's one of those factors that really throw people off. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Corey. I really think that that is like adding. So if we don't, I want to do throw, want to throw an asterisk in here for people with like, if you're thinking like you listen to me talk with the performance people and we heard Jacqueline say what the results they had, throwing in two workouts a day is not, is not the answer, right? It, it is for very few people and for a short period of time. But if you are listening, if you just add, instead of starting with like a 10 kilometer run as your extra workout, add a one kilometer walk, then add a vest to that one kilometer walk. And like on Corey's note, like over, if you just did that a thousand meters a day, you know, if you got on the rower, every time you came here, we just had our rowing challenge. If you just did a thousand meters a day, take you three minutes, four minutes, right? At a decent pace, five minutes, a really easy pace. So five minutes a day in your warm up, you could add, you know, 365,000 meters to your foundation, which is going to significantly, you know, uh, expand the, the base of your pyramid, which will allow the peak to go higher, if that makes sense to everybody. So really understanding that is important. So we've uh, beat this 6WT to death. I don't know, Jacqueline, if you want to give the other congrats out to some people there, and then we're going to move on to talking a little bit about holiday eating. So we handed out, we said the performance winner, uh, who we got in our foundation winner. Did we didn't say that yet, Do we? Yeah, no. So our foundation winner first place is Megan Savard. So we talked earlier about Nat, who's been in this for a while. So Meg is her sister. She did amazing. She lost 12 pounds. She lost 13 inches. She gained 2% muscle and lost 2% fat. Um, so those are Joe and Megan were the first place winners right. of Joe, each of their programs. Sorry, what's Joe going to get? What's his prize? So Joe is going to get, um, it's a nice gift basket from uh, Ty Statistician from uh, one of our Windsor members. Yeah, Remax. I don't know what's in there, awesome. but you said it's really nice. Yeah, Ty always, he always supports us huge. So thank you, Ty, for doing that. And I think we got... Meg is going to get her uh, three months with Danny, correct? Fuel? Uh, yeah, she's going to have fuel with Danny. Um, and then we also have, we have two other winners. So we chose a rookie winner and legacy winner. So both of them were in the top 10, but they weren't necessarily like third place, fourth place, but both of them just did amazing. So um, it's actually in the family. So the rookie winner was Lou D'Ambrosio, which is Nat's husband. So her sister won. Um, and then Lou also won the rookie. Um, I don't have Lou's numbers pulled up, but he did amazing. I know Danny and Corey were with him uh, quite a bit. I only got to see him sometimes. And like you said, Tony, if you're not with someone and then all of a sudden you, you see them after a couple of weeks, you're like, wow, you look great and you're moving well. And so yeah. he did great. Um, and then our legacy winner was Nat. So we all talked right. a, yeah, a lot about her. Yeah. So with uh, those two, they're getting uh, Mike Tapazio's playing a, a, a charcuterie board on him, which is it's a nice little prize. It's a, made a wallet. I picked up the other day. It's beautiful. And of course, Fab, who's always supporting us at Mushedri, has applied a, a gift card for the other one. So we got Meg, Nat, and Lou all in the same household. Uh, Corey, I'd like to talk just a touch about Lou with you because I know you trained him a ton, but you know, you're coming from your background at Atlas Tube. And Lou really reminds me of a lot of people 
that I would run into that, you know, are on the police department or on working factory jobs who have a really bad injury. And we're not going to talk too much about his injury, but he has an injury that's bad enough that it does inhibit him in a lot of things. And that's a lot of times we talk about excuses. It is a reason that he has to, you know, progress or regress some movements or move things around and do things a little different. It's not a reason that he needed to stop. And I think in the six weeks that he was here, he learned that perhaps more important than nutrition, he learned that that movement was making him feel better. So maybe hit on that just a little bit before we move on. Yeah. Like, you know, I think a big part of injury, and I think all of us can test this, it's there's a fear around it. We do not want to feel that feeling again. We don't want to be trapped in that injury where it keeps us from doing our day to day. And I think a lot of that stems from, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Well, we can, we can work around your injury, but the movement alone, you know, with dialing in his, his nutrition and starting to move and work around his injuries with the equipment we have in the gym and the coaches understanding the injury and now him shredding body fat and weight off and then gaining some muscle, which now increased his strength. Now his injury seems like it's, it's still on his mind. But now he's, you know, he's having that confidence of not having the fear so much about injuring himself again. And he's slowly moving in the right direction. So the injuries we, the, the things we had him not do before, he's asking to want to do them now. And yes. we're kind of slowing him down where it's, it's just nice to see that. And I think a lot of it is fear part and comparing but you know what? He stepped outside of his comfort zone. He just keep hammering it home and he's feeling the better yeah. he's ever felt and the energy's high. Kudos to you him, man, because he's kept yeah. through it. Go ahead, Danny. <clears throat> he also, um, I'm I'm assuming, uh, he did great with his consistency, like beyond great. He did fantastic. However, like think about the foods that we in, we encourage people to be eating. They're non, non-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory. So when you have like an injury, a, a significant injury in in his case um changing your foods and changing the quality of the of the types of things that you're ingesting is also going to help so yes muscle yes movement and yes quality of choices is is these are paramount and and think about it he let's say uh, up till now it's been it's been a couple more weeks but six weeks to change like where he was until into like what how he moves now and how he looks and feels in that confidence. Like now it's like six weeks. Okay. Well, what could he accomplish in a year if he just yeah. continues and keeps that consistency and the, the choices, the quality choices? Hell yeah. And he's, he's proof. Like, you know, he's obviously his wife's been coming here forever. I've known Lou for 30 years and you know, oh, I can't my back, I can't my back. Right. And he, he got over that fear. He had the courage to come through the door are still our number one stopper of people of men in particular from joining this gym is I can't, I hurt my, I got a bad shoulder. I got a bad knees. Well, no, actually that's why you should be here. That's even more important that you're here because of that, because you, we need to fix those things. And, and for somebody like Lou, and it's not like he was like grossly overweight or anything like that. It's, we can't even measure. We can't measure. We have no idea what like six weeks, eight weeks, a year is going to add on to the back end of that number, right? Like we're talking like sales are easy. Profits are hard. Profit is how long can you live past you know, that point where you should be gone. And who knows what that's going to equate to 20 years from now. But I think it's going to be significant. So holiday eating, people always want to know. They always want to ask. We do this show every year. Danny, I know you're going to blow us away with your don't eat like an asshole uh, advice. 
Uh, Corey, you had some great advice about uh, sitting at the table and the tradition of eating extra. And I think it's worth revisiting. Because I know yeah. Jacqueline and I will eat like assholes. The, the two, there's two out of the four on this call will eat like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one is near dear to my heart. Holidays, a big eating time. I'm a big eater. I grew up in a Italian background. So there's always food around no matter what. Even if you pop in for a visit, there's a whole table full of everything and anything in its abundance. Okay. So like my part of holiday eating is you don't want to, and Danny says, don't, you know, don't not go for the tens, but like, you know, you know, you got those M&Ms that are sitting out there and you got those Oreos or whatever, those little snacks are just like fluff around the table and you grab a handful and eat that and then eat this and eat that. And then before you know it, like, you're just in a surplus of just in a bad, you know, there's no mindfully mindfulness eating is what I'm saying. Like you're just not thinking, you're just howling it down. You're, you're thinking, you're not even thinking, you're thinking about your next bite. So those are foods like being more present. Um, so where I'm going to go with this one is like, yeah. So if you're at the dinner table and the family and there's a, my dad's a pastry chef, so he always makes an amazing dessert, and I always make sure to eat it with him. And um, what I do is I don't avoid the meal. I don't avoid that I can't eat it. No, I actually sit there with him. I take the time. I have the coffee. I talk about the dessert. I talk about what he put in the dessert and what he's conjuring up for next time. And I'm just more present with him while I'm eating that meal. Now, a part of that brings more, you know, social because Christmas time and holidays is all more about family and getting together and seeing how, how life is and how things are going. And I'm eating the dessert with him. And then I'm just gaining that um, relationship as well. So it's not just about the food. It's what the food brings people together. Okay. So if we just take away what food is, is just howling and scuffing it down your throat where you can just kind of maybe take the opportunity to sit down with a family member and have that special pie with them. That's important. That's a part of the holiday eating, not the M&Ms that are sitting in the corner that you can just take a shovel down. You know I what I mean? I feel like you guys are all taking shots at me right now. The M&Ms, like I was gorging them down the other day. Danny's shaking her head because I was grabbing food like crazy yesterday. I mean, your present thing, it hits home. Yesterday, we went to Sloan's as a family um, with my mom and dad and my two boys, a great place out in Bothwell, little known. My family, my, all my dad's family is from Bothwell. And just two minutes down the street from Sloan's, there's this little graveyard that is uh, surrounded by cow pastures. Uh, my dad's family, like we were looking at uh, tombstones from my dad's family from like 1800s. That's how long and that's how old the cemetery is. And my grandmother is there and I, I've lost my grandmother and my no, I have no grandparents left. And what I would do to have one more time to sit down and eat like her cinnamon buns with her and things like that. So I, I think, and you know, Corey, I know you're known as going through some tough stuff. I, it's to, to have that one more time. So don't waste that opportunity by gorging on something when you can actually be sitting there with that person who's so important to you. I think that's a great lesson to take home. So uh, I don't know if anybody else has any eating advice for your holidays. Danny, you got anything? I can see you bobbing your head when Corey was talking. I feel like you're just looking at me, giving me the eyes. In a bad way. Hey, you live, you do you, you live your life the way you want to live it. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that, I think that there's, that there's too much focus when we, the three coaches and uh, the two coaches and I, uh, we recently talked about how holiday eating. So this is kind of fresh. 
Um, but I think that 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 people have a little too much focus on the food. They, when they're thinking about it, they're stressing out about it, they have that anxiety. And I think that if we just change our mindset a little bit and remind ourselves of what the holiday is about or who we're going to visit, um, then maybe that will uh, almost take that pressure off and, and make everyone realize that, okay, we're here to visit with whomever, let's say you're Nona. Um, and yes, there's going to be food there, but like, okay, like let's, let's practice and let's practice and sit down with Nona, have something that makes her happy. And then it won't be, it won't be um, kind of like a shoving match of like, have this and try this. You want some more of this? You want some more of this? I think that the more we practice that and the more that we change our mindset on, on the fact that this is, this is not like, we're not going to a marathon meal. We're going to a meal for Christmas with so-and-so. And then when we sit down, then it becomes the background, not the foreground. And Jacqueline, what is it going to be for you? Who's, who's the person you're going to have this and what are you going to have with them? Do you have the, what, the, the food and you know what, this is, Danny said the word mindset. And like, that's what I was thinking about during the whole conversation. And Corey was talking about, you know, food being about family. And I have like, I have such very strong opinions about food, whether it's about like, it's your responsibility, healthy. Um, you talk, Danny talked about like Lou D'Ambrosio eating non-inflammatory foods. And then, and I agree. And then I think of like the other side of it, where it was like, it, like food is like, oh, it's community, it's family, it's love. Like we're so lucky that we get to have this, these things that like, they taste so good. We get to enjoy them. Somebody made them, they put their love and effort into them. So it's like, just when you think of like the effort that goes into these meals, like that, that takes away my anxieties around food per se, when it comes to body composition, it just, it goes into like, I don't know, we're just lucky and grateful. So if, my Nana was still alive. It would be, I got to sat, sit down and eat her gnocchi with her. Um, but then I'll go down to my Zia, who's her daughter, who makes like the best pizza. So we said, like Danny said, like, what's your 10 out of 10? I will avoid certain pizzas or breads or this and that during the week. But if it's a Tuesday and I pop over at my Zia's house, I will eat her pizza because one day she's not going to be here and I'm never going to get that pizza again. And like that, that means so much so that and when me and my sister open our stockings in the morning because we're both like 30 and we go to our parents house and we open our stockings <laughs> she she eats a Mr. Big and I usually have mini eggs so it seems silly and it's candy but it's like the tradition of us opening our gifts and we snack on that together and it's it's silly but we love it hey long and short we're not going to blow it in one day right uh, but it all, always is a slippery slope because the holidays do last more than one day. I said to Danny, I'm going to have a drink every day in December. And she's like, I think you said that in November. So, you know, like it is a slippery slope and watch ourselves on it, but enjoy what you have and don't stress too much about it is always kind of the advice that I give. We work, it's not that we work hard enough that you can do it. I mean, it's that we're, we're here for such a short time that you should enjoy those special moments with the people that are special to you. So I do wish everybody a Merry Christmas. We don't see you, but we have the biggest news yet. I don't know, Danny, should we let level 10 describe this? Or do you want to tell us about it first so we can, so we don't, we don't run too long in this episode. <laughs> so what are we bringing? What are we bringing? Go ahead, guys. You guys can just jump turn, in. Turn your volume down. Go ahead, level 10. All right, you guys. So now 
you're gonna be hearing a lot more of us three here not on the show Jacqueline no not on Tangle One podcast it's gonna be a, a fuel tank podcast me Danny and Jacqueline are gonna crank it up a notch and we're gonna talk food I'm not no I'm not cranking it up a notch you can do that I don't think his computer was buffering there, guys. He just had to really like look around the screen and see who he was missing while he was talking. I just had to call. I had to bring my couple levels down. I was about to go off the rails. But no, yes, Fuel Tank Podcast is going to be launched and uh, us three are going to talk about the wonderful world of nutrition and all the tips and tricks and fun and what it can bring to your life. And hopefully we can help many and interview some sweet people too as well in the same industry. and. Uh, get uh get some uh, knowledge out there yeah it's gonna be a lot of the same without me cutting these guys off right so uh what are you guys what are you envisioning here Jacqueline how long what are we talking about once a month twice a month you guys have a plan Ooh. oh that's, no a, that's a great question there's a lot to talk about really but there is there's a lot to talk <laughs> Corey about. wants to do like a daily Corey's podcast. like yeah, Corey's like <laughs> twice a week this is, this is a bi-weekly <laughs> podcast there's so much to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's really going to add value to a lot of people's lives. And we've been talking about this for months in here. And uh, I'm super proud to see you guys moving forward on this. And hopefully uh, one day, maybe I'll be a guest. Hey, I, I can be the asshole and you don't eat like an asshole episode. Perfect. I don't know. We have some he heavy hitter guests. I don't know if you make that list. Hitter you, should, you should probably apply. You uh, could apply. I oh, I will. I'll do the <laughs> I'll do the screening. Oh, we'll do a, an episode strictly on Fat Tony. Yes. The alter ego. That guy's oh. a legend. That guy's a legend. Are we doing my video tonight? Me after the first drink? What is that Instagram video? Yeah, yeah we're going to do that. <laughs> the, have you guys seen that? When they, they, it's like an Instagram reel or TikTok. And they, they're like, this is, uh, my name's Tony. And this is my first drink of the night. And then they're like, oh, it's Tony. This is my fourth drink of the night. And they're like, Oh, this is Tony. This is my 12th drink of the night. And you just like see them passed out and you, when you put them side by side, let's do that tonight. Oh, we got to be on an airplane by noon tomorrow. I got to be on my best behavior tonight. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This Our episode of the Tangle One podcast is brought to you by uh, OGs and 6WT vets, Ian and Carrie Murray from Murray Insurance, Team Murray Insurance. They are a one-stop shop for everything you need to protect yourself, whether it be finances, auto, home, and everything else under the sun. Give them a show. They're always supporting everything we do. Uh, they just recently helped us to uh, sponsor a little basketball team, a little so, to raise some money for charity. They are constantly doing things. They're giving back to our organization, especially right now around Christmas. We got the big toy jump too happening in both gyms. If you are in and around and you're looking for somewhere to donate toys, our doors are open in Windsor, Kingsville, and uh, King or Windsor, Kingsville, and Amherstburg, of course, to uh, take those toys and make sure that they get to the right place. We appreciate everything you guys do, and every single person who came out to Cruise and Brews. That was an enormous success. Uh, Seventy-seven thousand raised, which is just mind blowing. Uh, Forty-seven thousand alone at the garage gym, which I'm so fucking proud of. And tonight we're going to go out and party like it's 1999 to celebrate all those things. So thank you guys for coming on and good luck with your new show. Now's the time to do more and be more. 